Hello and welcome to Rickwood's The Writer's Room Podcast, a brand new podcast where I will be going through um, lots of things to help you in your journey as a writer and if you choose to publish independently as an indie publisher. My first episode I think is going to be of huge value, particularly to those of you who are yet to put a marketing plan together. I'm going to go through my marketing plan that I had for my previous, my my most recent release after The Devil Has Won, I'm going to talk about um, what I did wrong, what I did right, and what worked, what didn't, and why I did certain things. Just to note, I am recording this on video and audio for podcast. If you see me on the video, you just saw it then, you may have heard it then, that is a tick, I have Tourette's. So if you hear that, please just ignore it, like yours, if you see it, please ignore it. So, (coughs) that was a cough, not a tick. (laughs) <laughs> right, so After the Devil Has Won, just to give you a bit of background, is a post-apocalyptic horror, although I've also advertised it as a post-apocalyptic thriller to some places, because obviously I want to get in the horror and the thriller audience. Um, it is a genre that's selling fairly fairly well compared to what I've done before. I've done paranormal horror, which is probably one of the smallest markets there are, and this is a post-apocalyptic horror where there's a bit of a bigger market, and it's the first in a series that I'm planning to do. It was important to me as well that I've already got the second one for pre-order as soon as the first one went live, um, which means that if someone enjoyed it, I can make sure I get their sale. Otherwise, you might think, oh, I'll order the second one, but then forget about it and and perhaps never see it. Um, Now, they can definitely, definitely get it. Now, the the book itself uh, was released on Friday, 26th October, and I finished it about six weeks before that. Um, Why did I leave it so long to then release it? Well, first thing I need to do when I've got it done is give it to my street team. I want to make sure there are customer reviews on the page, on the pre-order page, as soon as it goes live as on sale, as soon as the pre-order start uh, point finishes. Um, So I wanted to give them as much time as possible in order to do that. And, And it worked. I had didn't have a massive amount. I had four reviews on the UK and one on US. Not much, but that's okay because I had another way of getting reviews, which I'll get to in a second. And then four weeks before the Friday, it is released. Um, on that four-week countdown, every Friday, I released another feature about the monsters that are taking place in After the Devil Has Won to my Facebook page. Before it was released, my idea was to engage the audience I already had. After it's released, I could then look at getting new readers. But for now, I have a mailing list and a Facebook page where I have uh, a fan base that I've grown. And I want to make sure that I get their sale. I want to make sure that when the book is released, they are going to buy it. Um, This book has lots of monsters in it. It has four particular monsters in fact. So the four Fridays leading up was Monster Day. So each each Friday, and I would advertise it as Meet the Monsters, part one or four, part two or four, part three or four, part four or four, and I released a feature about each monster. I got a stock image, I've got a subscription to stock images on Adobe Photos. So we got an image that suited that monster best. Um, and I <coughs> and I am um... I then put a little description of the monster each Friday, and I also boosted that post to make sure my readers did see it. Um, Although I only boosted it for a few quid, I'm not going to spend too much on that. Um, In case you don't understand that, a lot of people say not to boost things, but the way that Facebook pages work is 
they don't always come up on someone's feed organically. If someone follows you and they look at your stuff quite a lot, then Facebook algorithm takes that as something that they want to see and your page will show up in their feed. However, for most of the people who like your page, so I've got I've got 2,300 and if I didn't pay for it, I'd maybe get 200 people see it. And those would be the 200 people who are most engaged with my content, yes. I wanted more people to see it. It is unfortunate that you have to pay for people who like your page to see your stuff, uh, see your posts, but that's how Facebook make money, so fair enough. Um, so I boosted for a few quid to make sure I got everyone to see that. Then every Tuesday, I would take a photo of an interesting paragraph from the book, and I would post that. So I'd find perhaps a description of something bloody and gory, something that would suit uh, the target readers I'm trying to go for, and I would I would put that onto um onto Facebook every Tuesday with a countdown of three weeks is Friday or two weeks is Friday, etc. My mailing list I email every Friday. Um, I had a cover reveal one Friday, two uh, Fridays before it's released. So it's released on a Friday. So two Fridays before, I sent them an email with all of this stuff about the monsters in. So I sent an email to my mailing list. I call it my readers group, um, whereby I put in um, all the four different monsters with a little picture and a guide to what were in the monsters. So then for the Friday before the book was released, so one week to go, I sent them a link for them to be able to read the first chapter. I also advertised on my Facebook page that I'll be sending my mailing list exclusively a link to read the first chapter, which means that I got anyone who was thinking, ooh, to kind of go onto my mailing list, um, which meant that I could sell them the book a week later. And the day it was released, um, I then sent them the book with the blurb and the links to buy it and... A, the link to read chapter one as well if they wished on chapter one I'd also done a reading on YouTube of the first first chapter and I've made sure I put that at the bottom of the written chapter with links to buy the book a week afterwards a week after the release I sent an email to my mailing list thanking them for the wonderful reception so I did get lots of e nice emails um, and nice for its customer reviews and I screenshotted some of the amazing customer reviews I'd had and I put them in the email and said thank you so much for this response it's amazing if you still haven't got it here's the links again and therefore I'm not always selling every every week saying buy my book buy my book I'm giving them content about the book that will engage them and guarantee their sale so that's what I did to engage my current readership now I wanted to get new readers as well so I started advertising on the pre-order link four weeks before on BookBub advertising, with only a dollar for each campaign. This was just to gauge which which images I created and which target audiences on BookBub advertising were working, which meant that when it got to the Friday release, I had a set of loads of them that were going at a dollar a day that were really working and were getting them. And by working, I mean if a link cost me more than 40 cents per click, I'd kill it. I wouldn't kill the whole thing because, for example, in the UK it might cost me less, in the US it might cost me more, so I'd kill the US link and keep the UK link going. If you want to know more about BookBub advertising and how it works, um, I will make sure to do a podcast on that in the future. And then Amazon, my AMS campaigns, similarly started a few days before release so I could gauge which ones were working and which ones to increase the budget on. And so I then did that on the opening weekend. Okay? So that was the opening weekend where I had all my organic advertising start. 
I then paused my Amazon advertising for three days on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday because that was when I was running a free promotion on the book. I set up a new campaign because I didn't want it to mess with my metrics so I didn't know because if, if if my Amazon campaigns were already had working, we were getting clicks and they were downloading it, but it was free, I wouldn't know that I'd caused a sale. So I wanted to save those metrics. So I paused them and created new AMS campaigns just for those three days to try and engage people to buy it for free. Also, in those three days, I began Facebook advertising. I didn't, I, I began Facebook advertising new people. So I targeted horror fiction, post-apocalyptic fiction, lots of big authors within those genres just for Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Facebook advertising saying this is free and it's only free for a few days grab it now um, and then I also did some mailing list promotions um, right I'll give you some idea as to what mailing list promotions I did and what kind of downloads I got when I did that so Monday Tuesday and Wednesday was when I had the free promotion where I set it to be at free why am I setting it at free to begin with why am I doing that I'm doing that to convince the Amazon algorithm to push my book. When a book is just released, Amazon will push it a little bit more to see if it works and you wanna show it it works. And if you get lots of downloads, even if they're free, once you put the price back, the Amazon algorithm will then be pushing it for you. They'll be sending emails to people, they'll be putting it in people's feed because they've seen it's quite popular. And I in total got 3,900 3,900 downloads. Um, I want a little bit more, but I got 3,900 free downloads. Um, bear in mind, I'd only sold about 60 over the weekend before. So 3,900 is far more, and that will push the Amazon algorithm better. How did I do that? On Monday, I uh, published on 13 Horror Street, which you can do through a website called Hot Fizz, and it doesn't just cater for horror. It has lots of other websites that cater for genres, but I will only ever... Um, put a horror book into a mailing list promotion if it has a specific horror bit because horror is probably one of the least popular genres for people to buy hence why it's so hard to make a living as a horror author uh, a romance author could probably do three or four books and make a living I've got to 18 novels before I've managed to make a living um, so it's it's not as easy to succeed making living a horror but it is possible and I'm proof of that um, so I went to 13 Horror Street just did that on the Monday because I wanted time for the free promotion to kick in on Tuesday 30th October I advertised on Free Buxy, Robin Reads, Buck Bassett and e-reader news today all four of those have different genres you can choose to target so when you go into asked to have your book advertised just give you some idea what this is if you don't know mainly they're people who have subscribed to get book offers and you pay them to feature their book your book in one of their emails and so i pay these for to feature my book in their emails and they are people who have said what genre they want book recommendations for for if they don't <clears throat> if they don't have a service where you can name what genre you want to target I'll be very wary about doing an unpopular genre like horror. If you're doing romance or thriller, you might be fine. But if you're doing horror or something similar, then you may want to rethink that. But all those four have an option for choose different genres. And because horror is less popular, it's a lot cheaper, which is good. Um, 
So on the Monday when I did 13 Horror Street, I had 154 free downloads. On Tuesday, when I put my book in Freeboxy, Robin Reads, Book Bassett, and E-Reader News Today, I had 2,497 downloads. This is still with Facebook and BookBub advertising going at the same time. On Wednesday, 31st October, I then had Fussy Librarian, Shifted Sheets, and Book Barbarian all feature my book. And I got 1,331 downloads with that. Book Barbarian is specifically for sci-fi and fantasy people, although they do have um, other versions of it for different genres. I used another one of theirs in a minute, which I'll tell you about. Um, Book Barbarian, though, has sci-fi, which suits the post-apocalyptic. Even though this isn't really science, it's just monsters, it still comes under the science fiction bracket. Um, And that was my free promotion. So in all, I got... 3,900 and something downloads. I then, on the Thursday 1st November, my book was originally 199 when it was released, I then took it off free, but I put the price at 99p, 99 cents. And then I put it in some, some promotions that would promote a discounted book rather than a free book. Now, this is what I would do differently next time. I didn't have as much success with those paid book promotions with the 99 cents 99p mailing list promotions as I did with free and I'll probably rethink whether to do them and I'll probably use the money I would have put into that and shoved it into more AMS or bookbub advertising on Friday the 2nd um, so on Thursday the 1st November I didn't have any advertising because I wanted to give it a day to change and I had more than the other two days and I did have advertising I had 34 paid downloads on that and Friday a second, I used Bargain Buxy and Ebook Betty. I had 23. So again, I should have just had my AMS but, but active instead of relying on these for those days. Saturday 3rd November, I had even less than that. And I used just Kindle Books, Book Adrenaline, and FKBT, free Kindle Books, something or other. Um, Book Adrenaline is the another version of Book Barbarian that caters for thrillers. That was why I, why I did this. Uh, a post-apocalyptic thriller. Um, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those mailing lists. I just would have... I would have, If I did this differently, I'd extend the free promotion for another two days and use those ones for more free book promotions so I could get even more downloads. Then, on the Sunday the 4th, that's when it all, all my mailing list promotions stopped. Saturday and Sunday, I had another Facebook advert going. Though this one was targeted specifically at my mailing list. If you don't know, you can, in Facebook advertising, upload a set of email addresses. And Facebook will find the people whose accounts are associated with those email addresses. And will target them. So, for just a Saturday and Sunday... Because that would come after my mailing, my email to my mail list on the Friday. I wanted to make them see it even more so I can make sure I got their sale. I had uh, an advert running just at those people on my mail list on Facebook with the caption, Have you read Rick Wood's new book yet? Um, and I also got some nice comments from people there who had read it and would recommend it. So it's got some good social proof on it. I didn't put much money into that. Uh, just a little bit to back up, 10, 20 quid. Uh, over the weekend uh, in both UK and then 10, 20 quid in US. Um, and then 
Amazon algorithm has kind of started to push it from the free books and then my AMS and book of advertising also kicked in on that weekend and I've pushed it from there. My aim was to get this to be a bestseller. I got to number one in the free Kindle charts, but I didn't get to number one in the in the paid charts once it went back on paid, which is why I think instead of paying for those two days of mailing list promotions at 99p, 99 cents, next time, instead of running a three-day free promotion, I'd do it for five days, and I think I'd use those mailing lists to advertise it for free so I could push the Amazon algorithm even more. Um, it is picking up now, and I'm getting lots of pre-orders on the second one, um, so it Buck's doing all right. I think those free book promotions have done really well. I just think the, the other two I did when it was 99p, 99 cents, it's a little bit of a waste of money, and I think I'll, I'll do that differently next time. Um, so that was my marketing plan for After the Devil is One. Hopefully it's something that if you're looking for a marketing plan, you can start. Don't expect to be a bestseller straight away because it takes money that you probably don't have yet. I mean, I'm a full-time author and I don't have the money yet to put into this that I need to make it a bestseller. If you keep scaling up every time you earn any more money and keep scaling up, then you will do it eventually. It's about perseverance and it's about being willing to invest and lose a bit of money and make a few mistakes to learn. My attitude toward this was either I'm going to get to be a bestseller or I'm going to learn what to do better next time. As it was, my book might not have been a bestseller, but it's done really well and it's making me lots of money now. Um, and I've learned what I need to do better next time to make it more successful and make it more likely to be a bestseller. I am only two years into this and I've managed to be full-time already, so... I've I've been fairly happy with how it's going and I know that within another two years when I promote a book and a new release I will manage to make it a bestseller. So that is my my uh, book marketing for After the Devil Has Won. Uh, my next episode I'm going to be going through my five rules for how to not get writer's block. If you would like to look at lots of other resources I have created then go to www.rickwoodswritersroom.com dot com to check those out. I hope you have a lovely week and I will speak to you soon. Bye.